0: So he mutates and he just keeps getting, growing more limbs and more eyeballs as it goes and losing more of his humanity as it goes. Just, you know, becoming this monster and... Uh, How about on impregnating yeah. his daughter? <laughs> hey, it's for the, in the name of science.
1: Yes, yeah, sci- science.
0: Incest is... No. Incest no. <laughs> is <this> wincest? <laughs> no! It was a yoke! <laughs>
1: welcome to allied rebels we're your hosts I'm Dee and I'm Roxy we're super excited for today's episode today we're discussing Resident Evil 2 yay Woo, finally both the original and the remake of course So a little um, personal updates first. What are you doing, Roxy?
0: So last time, really quick, we talked about this one game, the stick figure game. And I found out what it's called. It's called Kingdom of Loathing. And I spend so much time in that game. It's super fun and it's free to play. It's super simple, but it's really funny. Like they just have a lot of funny stuff and like your currency is meat you know instead of money like so it, it's just really fun really fun and quirky and it just reminds me of like late 2000s mm. computer stuff like just internet just internet just well um i also did see uh it's funny because i was talking about how i didn't really care about the screen movies right because <laughs> growing up i remember you know watching them and i'm not gonna lie just scary movies in general freak me out i'm kind of like a chicken shit and i just remember it was just a slasher film. Um, I did watch the new one, but before that I watched one through four and I will say better than I remembered There is a bit of a storyline So I agree with what my friend and what your brother-in-law has said about it um, since they're really into it but I will say it was better than I thought it was going to be. So I did enjoy it. There was a couple of different things. That I was like, eh, you know, maybe that could have been a little different. But in general, I think they were successful. And it's been really successful. It has been doing really good in the mm-hmm. box office. So that's pretty cool.
1: I guess I'm a little surprised because the time of year they chose to release it. I'm sure yeah. there's a reason why. But
0: yeah. Uh, also, Animal Crossing, I'm, um, you know, still developing, still getting more new stuff. Like, I recently got the boat tours with the captain, So, Captain, Cap'n. So, Cap'n. yeah, Cap'n. So, that's really cool. Like, I think the islands that I go to, that he takes you to, there's more stuff there's so far.
1: Way more. Okay, so, I didn't realize this until, like, my fourth or fifth boat trip, but it takes you to different seasons, too. Oh, that's like, awesome. The first time I realized, I was like, wait, are those cherry blossom petals? <gasps> and so I like ran around that island for a long time just catching cherry blossom petals again. Oh, nice. It's yeah. awesome. And then I got to the fall part. Yeah, so it's really cool.
0: Yeah, that sounds really cool. I haven't run into flower petals or those cherry blossoms yet.
1: Yeah, it's just like the snowflakes that are coming down right now. Oh, cool. So, you, yeah, and then you get recipes Ooh. for it, whatever.
0: We started playing it in late fall. I loved the fall, obviously. It's my favorite in real life anyway. say. And winter was really cute. I liked all the snow and all the little snowflakes. It's super cute.
1: I went on this roll of making the perfect snow person. Oh, yeah. Like crazy. And then all of a sudden, I lost my touch. I can't do it anymore. And I finally made my perfect one again last night. I was like, I swear to God, this is the same thing I've been fucking doing this entire time. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> it's like one little centimeter off. One extra snowflake and fuck you, you did it wrong, bitch. Or, <laughs>
1: well, yeah. But the thing that really pisses me off is when I, like, I'll bump the two uh, balls together. <laughs> 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 and um, the one I want for the head ends up being the bottom. And I'm just like the fuck did that happen? They're like, my head's a little big for my body. Yeah, you dumbass because it was supposed to be the other way.
0: <sighs> anyway. Yeah, I love that. They get so mad. Like, I've had one go, whoa, 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 what is going on here? <laughs> I like, I'm sorry. And then they're always
1: all like... Well, I should be grateful that you made me. I'm like, you're lucky I don't have a fucking blowtorch or she you'd be oh, gone.
0: I wish you did. I wish you could kick it down after that.
1: I may I put you in this one I can take you out of it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. They can be little sassy bitches. Um, uh, what about you, Dee? What is new with you?
1: Well, recently, I defeated Resident Evil 8 again. Ooh, hey. Oh, sorry. Resident Evil Village.
0: Same thing. Yeah, something. whatever. Um...
1: And I remembered, like, I really do like it because of how much it ties in with the original games and the gameplay is actually really nice considering it's a first player, you know, point of view, not like classic Resident Evil, but it's still really good. Right. And, okay, so I was playing it at a friend's house because she had never seen it be played before or played it yet. Wow. Right? Because she was like, she was done with it after Mm 7. She was like... I don't find any joy in it. it. does. It's not Resident Evil anymore. It's really not Resident Evil anymore. I'm like, yeah, but trust me, we should really try 8. Right. And, yeah, so she really likes it too. But we got to the part, the ending part with Lady D. And I was super tired at that point. I was like, okay, I'm done playing for tonight. But I'm just going to keep slashing at her until with my knife until she kills me. <laughs> and I'm always like, yeah, kill me, Mommy. Kill me. <laughs> <laughs> our friend is super religious, and she's like, why do you keep calling her mommy? <laughs> Nothing. Never mind. <laughs> it's fine. But I end up killing her with the knife. Oh, nice. Yeah. Right on. I was just like, what? How did I do that?
0: Right yeah,
1: on. It was cool. Anyway, um, granted, it was on easy, so it's
0: not like anything to really brag about, but... See, that's what's fun about playing easy is like it's literally fun. You get to do all these other things and not have to worry so much about either ammo or, like, mm-hmm. difficulty level of the bosses. And you can actually just kind of relax a little bit, which is what I why I like to play video games. So I like to, like, kind of relax and have fun. Yeah,
1: but I also love, like, looking at everything the developers Same. created. Like, oh, my gosh. Well, how the hell did you do that? How did you get this thing? Oh, how did you
0: think about that? Like, why why did you put that there? That's kind of interesting. Yeah. Like, I like to look at every single fucking of dust literally yeah. when i play a game so i really appreciate that mm-hmm. from the characters when they or the developers when they really put that much mm-hmm. effort all right guys let's get into the new segment do, do, do. so let's start with video games all right we have dying light 2: yes. stay human Finally. i think someone's excited about it Coming out on PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, the Xbox Series X, and Xbox Series S, and the Switch. Coming out February 4th. The virus won and civilization has fallen back to the Dark Ages. The city, one of the last human settlements, is on the brink of collapse. Use your agility and combat skills to survive and reshape the world. Your choices matter. Oh, I watched a couple clips of it. It looks super intense, and there's just fucking zombies everywhere. So looks really fun. It's
1: I think it's supposed to take twenty years, take place twenty years after the. I believe so. So I'm just like, "Mm, mm, let's go. It feels like it's been twenty years since the game (laughs) was supposed to come out, but I'd rather it come out long after it was supposed to and be done right than rushed like some other games, maybe like you know Cyberpunk. (laughs) Anyway, yeah, (laughs) yeah. I still enjoyed Cyberpunk with glitches and all.
0: Yeah, but. Also, we have Ollie Olly World coming out on the PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and Xbox Series S, and the Switch on February 8th. So, Ali Olly World is a bold new skateboarding action platformer that's bursting with personality. Flip and flow through the vivid and vibrant world of Radlandia, meeting colorful characters as you grind, trick, and air your way to discover the mystical skate gods on your quest for Nirvana. Um, basically, this game is like Tony Hawk's Pro Skater meets Adventure Time. Yeah. It looked really fun. I mean, was super obsessed with the Tony Hawk Pro Skater games. We had the second and third one, um, but yeah, no, this one looks pretty cool. I think it'll be fun.
1: Do you remember what was that? That skate, roller skating game with the spray paint.
0: It was, Ooh, uh... Red said J. Uh, Red, wait. Jet Set Radio. Yes! yes! I have that on the Xbox 360. It's really fun. Oh, I love Jet Set
1: Radio. Yeah. Oh my god,
0: it was so good. Yeah, that one's a really fun game. Yeah. Really fun. Um, we also have Crossfire X coming out on the Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and Xbox Series S on February 10th. A legendary PC franchise comes to the Xbox in a fast-paced first-person shooter, offering a variety of exhilarating multiplayer experiences, and a cinematic campaign that explores the global conflict between the world's two most formidable private military factions. Um, it To me, it's just a first-person shooter game, just yeah. kind of like Call of Duty. I'm sorry. They just kind of all blend together after a while.
1: Yeah. I love playing those games, too. Just there's certain ones that I like playing more than others.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then we have Sifu coming out on the PC, PS4, and PS5 on February 8th. A Kung Fu student sets out to fulfill a lifelong vendetta, hunt down and defeat the five assassins who brutally murdered his family. This one looks really awesome too. Mm -hmm. Um, Basically, the main character possesses a talisman that enables him to resurrect after sustaining mortal injuries, with the twist being that he comes back a few years older every time. So, that was really cool. I saw, like, this, you know, video for it. And, like, you die, but you just come back. And Mm -hmm. you just have, like, longer hair. And it's getting grayer every time. And And you you get more facial hair. Yes. They have really cool fight sequences. Um, Also, it's really cool that the enemies can injure themselves. Uh Friendly fire, motherfuckers. (laughs) And, uh... So I was thinking about this and it was funny because the video that I saw, they mentioned it too. Um, They were like, the best defense is to strike first. And I just thought, yeah, be like Cobra Kai and strike first. Which, yeah, really quick. Cobra Kai is really cool. I don't know if you watched it, (laughs) but it's really fun. Anyway, I'll talk about that next time. (laughs) And finally, Lost Ark coming out on the PC, February 11th. Embark on an odyssey for the Lost Ark in a vast, vibrant world. Explore new lands... Seek out lost treasures and test yourself in thrilling action combat in this action-packed free-to-play RPG. Yes, you heard that right. It is free-to-play, although you can't purchase packages to advance your character faster. Um, It looks so badass. I'm definitely going to play this. My boyfriend's going to play this. Like, we play something called Path of Exile. Kind of similar, but this one's way more customizable. I'm definitely going to be playing this. Cool. So, and other, you know, sad news... Actor singer Meat Loaf passed away January twentieth, and comedian Louis Anderson passed away January twenty first. It's just so sad. It All is. these things happening, like just so sad. It is. It really is. And the one thing
1: that I remember most about Louis Anderson is that cartoon he had, "Life with Louis," where I learned to do that accent. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, yeah.
0: Yeah, let's do a little moment of silence for them.
1: So on to movies. Uh, The first movie that's coming out is called Moonfall. It comes out February 4th. And it has Josh Gad and Halle Berry in it, which is an interesting combination. (laughs) In Moonfall, a mysterious force knocks the moon from its orbit around Earth and sends it hurtling on a collision course with life as we know it. Basically, you fucked. <laughs> with mere weeks before the impact and the world on the brink of annihilation, NASA executive and former astronaut Joe Fowler is convinced she has the key to saving us all. But only one astronaut from her past, Brian Harper, and conspiracy theorist Casey Hausman believes her. These unlikely heroes will mount an impossible last-ditch mission into space, leaving behind everyone they love, only to find out
0: that the moon is not what they think it is. That sounds really awesome. I just like space and all that stuff. So. It's so beautiful. Yeah.
1: And then, also February 4th is Jackass Forever, and everybody yelled, no one love from Jackass is back. Yeah. Great for those people who really love Jackass, I guess.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It was like the show was funny, but like the movies to me, I'm like, I don't think you need to make a movie. I've never been like, oh my god, I fucking love Jackass, <clears throat> but it was okay. Yeah, I just don't I thought the it was movie.
1: stupid if they actually really got hurt and they kept doing the same thing over and over again. But that was just me, you right? Know? Anyway, the next movie is called Blacklight. And it comes out February 11th, and it stars Liam Neeson. So you know this shit's about to go down. (sighs) Anyway, uh, Travis Block is a freelance government operative living on the fringes and coming to terms with his shadowy past. When he discovers an undercover team that's targeting U.S. citizens, Block finds himself in the crosshairs of the FBI director he once helped protect. But as Black attempts redemption by enlisting a journalist to get the truth out, his daughter and granddaughter are threatened. And a danger that has existed on the margin arises.
0: It sounds pretty good. Um, I do like those type of movies, like those thriller action-y ones.
1: Yeah. So, surprisingly, there's only one that looks like it's a potential for a rom-com. You know, <laughs> Valentine's Day. <clears throat> anyway. <laughs> It's called Marry Me, comes out on February 11th. Pop star Cat Valdez is about to get married before an audience of her loyal fans. However, seconds before the ceremony, she learns about her fiance's cheating ways and has a meltdown on stage. In a moment of inspired insanity, Cat locks eyes with a total stranger in the crowd and marries him on the spot. As forces conspire to separate the unlikely newlyweds, They must soon decide if two people from such different worlds can find true love together. Duh. And I forgot to say, that's Jennifer Lopez, Owen Wilson, and Jimmy Fallon. There's a bunch of other people in it too,
0: but like, hey. I'm sure they'll end up together. It's a happy rom-com. Yeah. No, love is beautiful. It is.
1: Yes. Love. True love. Love is a many splendid thing. All you
0: need is love. Don't stop that again. Anyway. There's no place because you can't pack. In the name of love. Okay. Anyway.
1: <laughs> so it's time to get to the topic at hand. Let's start talking about the original Resident Evil key or two.
0: yeah really quick the reason she said that was because i could swear when i listened to that intro in the original game i swear i heard the word key k-e-y instead of the number two like i heard it one day and all of a sudden i'm like i can't unhear i can't hear two i hear all i hear is key d help well the first time (laughs) she said it she goes do you
1: hear anything else besides two i said well i could hear like resident evil chew and she's like no I hear key. I was like, what? Yeah, if anybody
0: else hears that, l- let us know, because I feel like a crazy person.
1: <laughs> and so I sat there and we replayed that part over and over again until I was like, okay, I can kind of hear how you would get key. You know, like.
0: Yeah, so I mean, I now I hear too, but now I just say key because it's funny. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so let's start with creation and development, okay, with the original. So Resident Evil 2, also known as Biohazard Resident Evil 2 in Japan, is a survival horror game developed by Capcom's R&D Division 1 Studio. It was released on January 21st of 1998, first on the PlayStation, followed by releases for Microsoft Windows and Nintendo 64 in 1999, and then the Sega Dreamcast in 2000, and finally on the Nintendo GameCube in 2003. Which I had it on the 64 originally, that was so awesome.
1: I had it on the PlayStation, the 64, the Dreamcast, and the GameCube.
0: You know, just a couple of copies.
1: Might have had a problem, okay? <laughs> it was produced by Resident Evil director Shinji Mikami, directed by Hideki Kamiya, and developed by a team of around 50 people. It took over 21 months to complete, and they started production just one month after the release of the original game. The initial version, commonly referred as Resident Evil 1.5, differed drastically. It was cancelled when it was around two-thirds complete after Mikami decided it was inadequate. He basically said nah fuck that, that that ain't worth it this is shit, we gotta start all over again Scratch that, rewind (laughs) Anyway, the resulting redesign introduced different settings and more cinematic story presentation supported by the soundtrack That employs desperation as an underlying theme, which is, ugh.
0: So Capcom had considered a similar remake to Resident Evil for Resident Evil 2, but series creator Shinji Mikami did not want to divert development away from Resident Evil 4. Of course, because it's the favorite. It was their baby. Their very special baby.
1: It's
0: Uh, the first Resident Evil game I played. Well, get woke, son. Play other (laughs) ones. Get woke. I love that. But, you know, honestly, though, I will say I kind of like that call because then we ended up getting don't get me wrong. The remake of the original was pretty good, Mm -hmm. but we would have gotten the cool remake that we just got in 2019. So I'm okay with that. Resident Evil 2 has been held in high regard in the years following its initial release and was named the fourth best game on the PlayStation and listed as one of the 100 best games of all time by different sources. Okay, repeatedly, baby, it's amazing.
1: I don't understand why it's only in the top 100. It should be in the top 10, but that's okay. Everybody's entitled to their own wrong opinion.
0: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it's it's freaking amazing. Let's just get that down. Everyone knows it's amazing, okay, Mm -hmm. at least.
1: We're not biased at
0: all. Not at all. What the heck? Resident Evil 2 was also the runner-up for the best adventure game of the year in Reader's Choice Best PlayStation Game of the Year. The Video Software Dealers Association nominated it for Video Game of the Year.
1: Which should have won. <laughs> the game was promoted and marketed with a 5 million advertising campaign, equivalent to almost 8 million US dollars now, which is crazy to think about. Yeah. It became the fastest selling video game in North America. On the weekend following its release, more than 380,000 copies were sold, grossing $19 million, which would be equivalent to $30 million now. Therefore, it surpassed the opening revenue of all but one of the Hollywood movies at that time, broke previous sales records set by video games like Final Fantasy VII, and Super Mario 64. After one and a half months, the game's global sales topped three million copies with 1.9 million sold in Japan and over a million sold in the United States. Mhm. And this is why it's a superior game. It's
0: awesome! By August of 1998, almost 2.3 million copies were sold in Japan. According to the MPD Group, it was 1998's sixth best selling game in the United States. With almost 5 million copies sold, the original PlayStation version of Resident Evil 2 was a commercial success, to say the least. Oh, yeah. And is the franchise's best selling game on a single platform. <laughs> By March of 1999, approximately 11 million units of all versions of Resident Evil and Resident Evil 2 had been sold worldwide including 810,000 copies of Resident Evil 2 DualShock version, totaling 5.77 million copies for both PlayStation versions of Resident Evil 2.
1: I'm just saying. I'm just saying. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But in Japan, about 18,000 copies were sold on the Nintendo 64. Whereas they did sell copies of the game on the 64 and GameCube, it was not nearly as popular as the ones on the PlayStation. But total sales were still about 6.1 million total units. Yeah, that's awesome. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love numbers when it comes to my games.
0: (laughs) Now moving on to the remake. It was released on January 25th of 2019 on... Microsoft Windows, PlayStation 4, and the Xbox One. So the remake is actually a reimagination of the original PlayStation console release in 1998, completely rebuilt from the ground up.
1: The game development team consisted of over 800 people this time instead of the 50 they started with. (laughs) Yeah. Capcom saw the game as a new entry into the series rather than a simple remake.
0: It also received critical acclaim with praise for its presentation, gameplay, and faithfulness to the original and was nominated several awards, including Game of the Year. As of 2021, the game had sold over 8 million copies, outselling the original. So the remake has won Best of Show, Best Audio, Ultimate Game of the Year, Best Remake, and Classic Revival of a Video Game. So yeah, needless to say, it's fucking phenomenal amen.
1: So quick recap of the game, guys. You ready? Our story takes place in Raccoon City on the day of September 29th, 1998, just two months after the events of Resident Evil. Most of the citizens have been turned into mindless zombies due to an outbreak of viral bioweapon known as the T-Virus. Manufactured by Umbrella Corporation, the deadly virus engulfs the residents of Raccoon City, plunging the city into chaos as flesh-eating zombies roam the streets for survivors. We meet our survivors at a gas station outside of the city, rookie police officer Leon S. Kennedy, showing up on his first day on the force, and college student Claire Redfield, who is looking for her brother. An unparalleled adrenaline rush, gripping storyline, and unimaginable horror awaits. Heck
0: yeah so we'll get into the characters next and we'll start off with the characters that you get to play with we have leon s kennedy Kennedy. leon is an idealistic rookie cop he burns with the need to protect and to serve life as a cadet was an eye-opening experience for him while reckless and brash leon is certainly not as naive as his demeanor would suggest he was highly qualified for his new job with the raccoon police He is also known to have suffered a traumatic childhood due to his family's connections to crime. This ultimately led to him being orphaned after his entire family was killed. Kennedy himself only survived with the aid of a single police officer, an act which inspired him to one day become a police officer in order to similarly protect as many people as he could. Upon graduating the police academy at the age of 21, he requested an assignment to work for the Raccoon Police Department. His reason being was the widely publicized bizarre murders taking place in and around the Arklay Mountains. He had no set plans as far as where he was going to live once he got to Raccoon City. And while packing for the move, he got in a fight with his girlfriend, which ended in them breaking up. He's a deuces. <laughs> <laughs> he was ready to be a single and ready to mingle. Except for not, but <laughs> you know. Depressed from the breakup, he got drunk and overslept in a motel on his way to Raccoon City. When Leon woke up the next day, he was late and he couldn't get a hold of the RPD because unbeknownst to him, an outbreak was happening, but he decided that showing up late was better than not showing up, so he made his way to Raccoon City.
1: And he doesn't even look hungover at all when you start playing.
0: No. <laughs> yeah. I think maybe he was over the, you know. It probably. Maybe. he took some
1: Advil and he was fine.
0: He's built tolerance.
1: <laughs> Claire. Claire Redfield. Claire is a lighthearted, articulate modern woman. She can be a bit of a tomboy at times and somewhat wild. She's self-confident and typically the first person to try something many others would not. Claire grew up with her older brother, Chris. Oh,
0: who's that? Hey,
1: (laughs) I know that name. Anyway, when Chris joined the U.S. Air Force, she was introduced to his friend, Barry Burton. Hmm, another familiar name. And became close family friends with him. After high school, Claire attended university. Don't know where, but she did. I'm going to assume Tall Oaks. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Where she developed an interest in motorcycle customization. Claire also specialized in lockpicking, becoming an expert with the skill. After Chris moved to Raccoon City with Barry to serve in the Special Tactics and Rescue Service, Claire would occasionally visit her brother to learn hand-to-hand combat and firearm training. He also gave Claire a golden lighter and his star's knife. Mm, big brother Chris. Yeah, mm-hmm,
0: big brother Chris. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, we have Ada Wong, or as we call her, Ada Wrong. Ada's personal life is a complete mystery. Her ethnicity and nationality are left unconfirmed, and when and where she was born are also unknown. Even her name is not believed to be real. However, she is known to have had a dark past. Ada also received special training as a spy for a Chinese criminal syndicate and the underworld involved in the black market arms trade. As an independent contractor for the syndicate, Ada worked for many external clients and organizations. She got around, but often betrayed them as a means to fulfill an unknown true purpose. Eventually, one of her known clients would be Derek C. Simmons, a high-ranking U.S. government official and leader of the secret organization, The Family, which we'll get to know Derek Simmons a little bit more later on. Resident Evil 6.
1: And then we have the most annoying character besides Ada. In the original game, but in the remake, she's much, much better and much more lovable. We have Miss Sherry Birkin. Sherry is shy and quiet, but also a kind girl, and she finds a sister figure in Claire. She was an only child, so she didn't have anybody else to look up to, and her parents didn't give a fuck about her. Sherry is the daughter of Doctors William and Annette Birkin, sherry's relationship with her parents was strained due to their busy work schedule and she was frequently neglected
0: poor sherry let's have dr william birkin who was a child prodigy and earned his doctorate as a teenager in virology
1: and then we have his wife dr annette birkin little is known of annette's early life other than her training as a virologist which earned her a career at the Umbrella Laboratory under the head researcher of Dr. William Birkin. The two married in the mid-1980s, and by 1986, Annette had given birth to their daughter, Sherry. While they remained married, Annette feels they had to prioritize their research careers over their family, including their daughter.
0: I bet you they, like, she was a petri dish kid. Like, I don't think they even slept together. They,
1: you know, even... People like that still have needs
0: sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) And we have Lieutenant Marvin Brenner, a.k.a. Marvin K. Booney. Yeah. Not much is known about Marvin's life other than that he was held in high regard by his colleagues within the Raccoon Police Department for being an exemplary police officer who looked out for his friends up until the very bitter end. Marvin was also familiar with STARS members and was close to at least two other officers, Rita Phillips and Kevin Ryman, which we don't meet them, but we know of them because Uh of their office. With Chief Brian Irons being a fuckhead, I mean, being absent, and Deputy Chief Raymond Douglas killed, Marvin was in charge of the Raccoon Police Station, which was in complete disarray. There are two accounts of how Marvin, unfortunately, was infected during the incident. One account says by a zombie amid the escape of survivors from the station. Another account states that he was chased by Brad Vickers, former Star's officer who was turned into a zombie. And when Marvin hesitated to kill him, he ended up being bitten by him.
1: That one more aligns with the story of the remake and the first one more aligns with the story of the original. Yeah, that's
0: true. So,
1: But I like that one better because it's like... It shows how human Marvin was. I mean, he was human with the other one, too. But, like...
0: He's just such a good guy, too. (laughs) Just reminds me of Richard Aikens all over again. I know! Marvin K. Mooney! At least we don't know too much about his background. Like, we did Richard's. Oh, my God. I'm just thinking about how he probably had a little girl. Oh, my God. Shut up, because I thought the same thing. (laughs) Oh, no! (gasps) Anyway. Okay. It's fine. And then
1: we have Robert Kendo. Ooh, they completely changed his uh, storyline because he was creepy Kendo in the original game. Yeah, for real. <laughs> but both Robert and his brother Joseph were involved in the gun market. Robert was the salesman and Joseph was the gunsmith. Together they developed the Bretta 92F, otherwise known as the Samurai Edge. Custom handguns requested by the Raccoon City Police Department during the formation of the STARS unit. The Order of the Samurai Edge weapons may have been personally ordered by Officer Barry Burton, a close friend of Robert's whom he used to fish with. In 1988 his daughter Emma was born and so in the remake we were introduced to Emma Kendo and she was slowly turning into a zombie. We don't know exactly what happened to her, she was bit. She just drank the water. I mean, that almost sounds like drink the Kool-Aid. Or
0: like,
1: <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Yeah, so
0: sad. We have Ben Bertolucci, who is an American freelance investigative journalist who worked in Raccoon City in 1998 and was trying to discover and reveal the origin of the bizarre murders that were happening in the Arklay County. He was arrested when the chief of police, fuckhead Brian Irons, became the target of investigation and unfortunately, died in the cells after being attacked by a mutant amid the outbreak that destroyed the city.
1: What mutant would that
0: be? It's going to give it to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. That's sad. <laughs> um, during these developments, Annette Birkin agreed to an interview because he told her he was doing a story on Umbrella's new scholarship program. Good Guy Umbrella Corporation. Bertolucci instead interrogated her about NEST and Golgotha, alarming her and forcing her to leave. Unknown to her, Bertolucci was in fact working with Ada Wong, a spy for a rival company Wesker had joined. Ben is also Catherine Warren's boyfriend, and Catherine Warren was the mayor's daughter. She ends up in the RPD in the care of Police Chief Irons. I just want you to call him a fuckhead. Police Chief Irons after her father abandons the city when the outbreak takes over. She unfortunately meets her demise not because of the zombies or the creatures, but because of Irons who kills her and plans to stuff her like one of his stuffed animals as a trophy of some sort. Because he's fucking psychotic. <clears throat> yeah he is disgusting as fuck that's all i gotta say about that right now
1: well speaking of irons brian irons he was the chief of police for the raccoon city police department this position put him in very close relationships with umbrella usa a company which was not only the major employer of the city but was also performing a top-secret military bioweapon research involving illegal human testing in a violation of the 1972 Bioweapon Convention. That's illegal. <laughs> yeah. Every month, starting in 1996, Irons received anywhere between 1500 to $15,000 from Annette Birkin. To keep hush-hush. Yes, to shut the f- up. But This comes as no surprise because before he was a police officer, Irons was known to have gone through a university education where he was put under psych evaluation after two incidents in which he was accused of violent aggression and sexual assault towards female students. But due to his excellent academic performance, however, these incidents were not criminally investigated. Gross. (sighs) So he was also a serial killer, guys. Chief Irons harbored violent tendencies, as we talked about before. He did not hold these back during his time at RPD. Irons is known to have threatened and committed a number of murders while at the RPD, or while with the RPD, I should say. Though the identity of these victims is largely unknown, the earliest known possible victim was his secretary who he hired in April 1998, who disappeared the following June after uncovering evidence of bribes. Umbrella's sewer facility manager was almost killed in August when Irons threatened him with a gun. In September, a total of eight young women were snatched from the streets and apparently murdered in the city's sewers. Though no bodies were found by RPD search parties, all were described in local papers as being unmarried blonde women between the ages of 18 and 23.
0: He has a type.
1: Uh-huh. Taxidermy was one of his hobbies, a fact that was evident in the decor of his office. At some point, he moved from animals to human ones <laughs> and is known to have a secret room for killing his victims, using his experience to remove organs and bones to use as trophies. His possession of chloroform indicates not all victims would have been dead when he cut them open.
0: So he's a real gem. Oh God, he's such a piece of shit. Um, we also have Hunk and almost nothing is known about his history, not even his real name. The earliest piece of information relating to him was that he received training at the Military Training Center on Rockford Island in 1996. In only two years, Hunk proceeded to carry out a large number of successful operations, many of which he was the only survivor. This earned him the nickname of Grim Reaper.
1: Um, and then we
0: have a name trucker. He was bitten by a maniac. Why'd he bite him? Well, that guy's a maniac. why about bot me? So let's do a little bit more of a backstory before we continue on with the game. So Birkin and Wesker were offered senior roles at the nearby Arkley Laboratory in 1977. Birkin and Wesker developed a friendly rivalry throughout the years. Kind of reminds me of Dexter and... Oh, um... Dexter and Mandark. Right. there we go. From Dexter's uh-huh. Laboratory. ah ha <laughs> Yeah. The laboratory's chief researcher approved Birkin's study into the splicing of their experimental tyrant virus, or also known as the T-Virus. The T-virus strain at the laboratory had a rapid and high fatality rate, making it useless as a weapon, as it was unlikely to spread far. Birkin's study led to a new T-virus strain, which could keep humans alive in an aggressive and brain-damaged state. That sounds lovely, right? In July
1: of 1981, Umbrella officially employed child prodigy Alexia Ashford as a senior virologist, believed at the time to be the granddaughter of the umbrella co-founder, Dr. Edward Ashford, the 10-year-old quickly gained an aura of majesty within the company. Birkin was severely affected by this, firstly, with it damaging his pride of being a child prodigy, and secondly, his fellow researchers constantly discuss or the constant discussion of it.
0: What a sore loser!
1: Listen, baby back bitch. <laughs>
0: With research stalling for a few years, Birkin was determined to prove himself and took part in constant research to solve the new problem of 10% of the population being immune to the T virus. He solved this with the development of bioorganic weapons, BOWs, and successfully developed Hunter Alpha, a bioweapon created through bonding reptilian DNA with a fertilized human egg through the T virus. Gross. <laughs> During this time at the Arclay Laboratory is when Birkin also met Annette. By
1: 1988, the Arclay Lab hit another dead end in the research when its latest project, Tyrant, was met with some serious flaws. At some point during the research that gave them T1 and the T2 Birkin created the T-virus strain, which lowered the level of brain damage. However, the strain still required the infected to have certain rare genetic traits that only about one in 10 million possessed.
0: As another possible solution to the intelligence problem, Birkin arranged with Lord Dr. E. Spencer, sorry. Birkin arranged with Dr. Spencer himself to acquire one of Umbrella Europe's NE alpha types parasitic creatures able to take over brain functions. However, the parasites were notorious for killing their host in their attempts to bond. After exhausting other options, Birkin resorted to using the parasite on the only viable host, Lisa Trevor, if you guys recall from the first game, who had still survived the years of experimentation. When the parasite was placed within Lisa, her body destroyed the intruder and its DNA was added to her genome, giving her tentacles. Seeing how her body reacted to the parasite, it gave Birkin the idea to start working on the Golgotha, or G-Virus.
1: But about this time, Birkin was realizing they aren't going to ever make him part of the corporation aspect. And he was going to just be their research person, constantly always having to work, you know, never getting a day off. So basically, this is when he started his turnaround of fuck this company rather than this is my company. So, from May until July of 1998, Musker made the decision to leave Umbrella and sell the secrets to rival companies. Though, Birkin, adamant on completing the Golgotha virus, officially stayed with the company to betray it from the inside, Birkin entered into talks with the U.S. military to sell the Golgotha virus for their own bioweapon projects in exchange for asylum for him and his family. At least he thought of his family
0: then. That's true. In early September 1998, Birkin began sabotaging the facilities. The newly commissioned P-12A facility, designed to process contaminated waste, was rendered useless when Birkin flooded the facility with a radically accelerated supply of failed test subjects. The chemical effectiveness was diluted, allowing the virus to mutate and infect the staff with a strain that their antiviral medication could not fight. The T-virus also made its way around the city, infecting the staff at a water treatment plant near the Raccoon police station, and sending Destin to the hospital to be treated for the so-called cannibal disease. Umbrella took notice of Birkin's erratic behavior, and they figured that Birkin was trying to keep them from the G-virus, which, I mean, I get it, it's his creation, but they're like, that's ours now, you're our, basically, you're our property, the G-virus is our property.
1: With the G-Virus complete, the U.S. military sent a team out to meet with Birkin. On the night of September 22nd, Alpha Team leader Hunk arrived at the facility with his subordinates to obtain the virus. In the standoff, Birkin was gunned down after attempting to resist Alpha Team, and Alpha Team got the G-Virus. Birkin infected himself with the remaining G-Sample, but the virus didn't properly stabilize in his body, and he became a powerful G-Mutant.
0: Intent on vengeance, Birkin followed the USS into the sewers and they were all either killed or seriously injured. To guarantee no more samples were at risk of theft, Birkin ate the remaining G samples. In the process, he also destroyed several T samples, allowing the rats to consume them and spread the virus into the city's water supply. Over the next week, the city's population of 100,000 were either killed or infected.
1: So we're gonna get into the story a little bit more. Obviously, the game starts with Claire and Leon meeting at the gas station. Having arrived in the city, Claire and Leon make their way to the Raccoon City Police Department, seeking protection from the mutated population. There, they discover that most of the policemen have been killed already, (laughs) and that Chris has left town to investigate the Umbrella headquarters in Europe. With no remaining motivation to stay, the protagonists split up to look for other survivors and flee the city. Uh, While searching for an escape route, Claire meets a little girl named Sherry, who is on the run from an unknown creature, and Leon encounters Ada Wong, who claims to be looking for her boyfriend John, an Umbrella researcher.
0: It is real that Leon's superior officer, Chief Brian Irons, uh, had been bribed by Umbrella to hide evidence of the company's experiments in the outskirts of the city. He also concealed their development of the G-Virus an agent capable of mutating a human into the ultimate bioweapon. Irons tries to murder Claire, but is killed by a G-virus mutant in the police department. Sweet fucking victory. So at this point, Claire and Sherry escape through the sewers and eventually become separated, of course. Around this time, Leon and Ada also split up. Ada notices Sherry, who is frantically running away. She drops a pendant and Ada happens to pick it up. Further into the sewers, Ada reluctantly teams up with Leon again after he insists on his duty to protect her. Freaking Leon. They encounter a middle-aged woman who fires at Ada, but Leon, being the hero, dives between them and takes a bullet himself. Ada ignores the unconscious Leon and follows the woman who reveals herself to be Sherry's mother, Annette, and the wife of William Birkin, the umbrella scientist who created the G-Virus. In an attempt to protect his life's work from special agents, he injected himself with the virus, which turned him again into the malformed creature G and is now chasing after Sherry because he needs to procreate. Ugh. Anyway, Annette recognizes her daughter's pendant and attempts to take it away from Ada. A fight ensues, during which Annette is thrown over a railing. Ada then learns that the golden locket contains a sample of the G-virus, And later, to return the favor for saving her life, she returns to Leon to tend to his bullet wound. Honestly, it's just to further her own fucking goals. It's not really because she cares about Leon, but whatever.
1: Meanwhile, Claire reunites with Sherry and discovers that G has implanted his daughter with an embryo to produce offspring. Leon, Ada, Claire, and Sherry advance through an abandoned factory connected to Umbrella's secret underground research facility. An attack by G leaves Ada heavily wounded. Aww. Aww. And Leon explores the laboratory to help find something to treat her wounds. Did he really need to do that? Did he? Did he? Did he? Anyway. He's simping. I guess he's returning the favor. He's interrupted by Annette, who explains to him that Ada is a spy sent to steal the G-virus for an unknown organization. Just as Annette is about to shoot Leon... T103 tyrant appears and she is forced to retreat. Ada returns to save Leon, the fun she does, and defeats the tyrant seemingly at the cost of her own life.
0: Sure, alright. Meanwhile, Annette tries to escape with another sample of the G virus but is fatally wounded by her mutated husband. Trouble in paradise! <laughs> However, before she dies, she tells Claire how to create a vaccine that will stop the mutations caused by the embryo within Sherry. A little too late to start caring, but I guess, you know. It's better than never, I guess. Yeah. After preparing the cure, Leon and Claire reunite at an emergency escape train and inject Sherry with the vaccine, which saves her life. G, now mutated into a large agglomeration of flesh and teeth. Yeah, basically, he's just eyeballs and flesh at this point. And
1: a butthole with a lot of teeth.
0: He follows them, but is destroyed when a self-destruct system has been activated activated. and causes a train to explode. After escaping from the city with Sherry, Leon intends to take down Umbrella, while Claire continues to search for her brother. Ada is implied to have survived and to have made away with the G-Virus in the pendant. Sneaky sneaky.
1: I was just so happy in the game when it first happened and it looks like she actually died. I was like, YES! FINALLY! can't stand her! Mm Mm-hmm. Then, anyway. So, game mechanics in the original. Resident Evil 2 features the same basic gameplay mechanics as the predecessor, Resident Evil. The player explores the area to find a way out of the city while solving puzzles and fighting monsters. The game's two protagonists may be equipped with firearms, but limited ammo adds a tactical element to the use of the weapon. On the status screen, the char- character, the player can check the condition of the protagonist and use medicine to heal their wounds and assign weapons. The character's current health can be determined by the posture and movement speed. For example, the character will hold their stomach if wounded and will limp slowly if they're on the verge of death.
0: That's always the worst, Uh especially when there's like like, a couple of zombies right by you. And you're like, run, bitch, run. Uh
1: And you have no ammo. Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) That's fun times right there. Happy times. Leon and Claire may also carry a limited number of items. But the good news is that we have the item boxes placed throughout the game. So just like in the first one, you can go back and retrieve items as needed. Each of the characters is also joined by a support partner. You know, Claire has Sherry. Leon has Ada throughout the game. These characters accompany you in certain scenes and occasionally become playable. Yes, you do have to play with Ada at some point. <laughs> certain rooms contain typewriters that you can use throughout the game to save. So again, like in the first game, the way you save the game is by using the typewriter and the ink ribbon. And, you know, they're kind of limited depending, again, on the mode to you play, you know, easy mode. They're kind of abundant. You don't have to really worry about it.
1: It's like, oh, yay, another ink ribbon. (laughs) So many, yeah. So some key items that are in the game are obviously maps. And the keys, the heart, the spade, and the club, and the diamond key. Yeah. That somebody got me for
0: my birthday. That was me.
1: (laughs) But there's also mechanical parts, fine art pieces, film, and Key cards to open up different things and areas and progress to the game. Yeah. yeah. Oh, um, the plugs with the knight, the rook, the chess uh, pieces, chess pieces. Those were really cool. I was like, I still don't play chess, but I have an appreciation for people who do because mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> good for you. Who, if you can yeah. do it, and that's not sarcastic, that's literally good for you. Good job.
0: Yeah, I know how to set up chess pieces and I know how they move, but I just, I'm not the best at it. Uh -uh. I tried for years to play on the computer and I always lost. So yeah, It's, it's a skill for sure. So there's a couple of different weapons throughout the game that you can use. You have a knife to begin with. And, you know, it's cool that you can have one just in case, but most of the time it's if you're playing easy, obviously it's a little easier and you can get away with stabbing them. But once you get into like regular and hard mode, you're fucked if okay. you got just a knife. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Mm-hmm. um, But, you know, we get a couple of handguns. Then you find a shotgun. We also have a bow gun that only Claire can have in the original game. And then we have the Amazing Magnum, whoop whoop. which we were saying that once you find that, it's like, fuck yeah. But then it's like, oh, oh fuck. You don't. never mind. I don't want it. Because that means it just gets harder. If I don't see this, it's not happening. Yeah, exactly. We also have a grenade launcher. You have a some machine gun, a spark shot, a flamethrower. And then you do get your awesome rocket launcher, which, you know, the game's about to end, though, when you see a rocket launcher. That's the finale right there. Always.
1: Healing is basically the same. There's the red, green, and blue herbs. Green is strictly for your health. Red is to boost the green. And blue is to cure poison. And then there's your healing spray that's full health. And I think everybody by now knows that three green is full health. A green, a red, and a blue heals everything. And you can do two blues and a green in the original game. But in the remake, they made it so you could combine the blue and the red, and it gave you a little bit of a boost, like armor boost for a little bit.
0: So, yeah, Yeah. it's really cool. That's really cool. A little bit more about the remake. When it came to the gameplay style, the team had to decide between the first-person view that they used on Resident Evil 7 or the -the over-the-shoulder view that they used in Resident Evil 4. The fixed camera angle approach of earlier games was not chosen as the developers wanted to be able to see the zombies in greater detail than the fixed camera angles would allow. So ultimately, the -the over-the-shoulder camera was chosen, fuck yeah, with the intent of conveying a sense of claustrophobia and not turning the game into a shooter. So yeah, this allowed the implementation of puzzles that wouldn't be possible with the fixed camera angles. And, yeah, of course, we have the puzzles. They're freaking awesome in the game. And I'm so glad that they kept them in the remake. So Mm -hmm. glad. And they added a couple of different ones a little bit. Some of them were switched around a little bit. But it's fucking awesome, dude. I love it. I love it.
1: Although I wish they were a little more difficult because it was kind of like a here, 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 here. Let me just give you all the information right away. (laughs) Yeah. Which, you know, fine, whatever. I get it people don't have attention span if they're playing that type of game anymore. Mm -hmm. So the inventory in the game is similar to that of Resident Evil 7 Biohazard, which starts with eight slots, but can be expanded to a maximum of 20 slots by collecting hip pouches, which in the original game, you started off with six slots. I always played as Claire first because she always had more slots. And then I knew eventually when you open the weapon room, there's a hip pouch there for Leon. So I would always leave that, so I would selfishly have more as Leon. But people would sometimes just take the hip pouch anyway and be like, (laughs) and then realize they fucked themselves later. (laughs) So, you know, whatever. That was one aspect of the original game that was really interesting. Mm -hmm. Certain weapons found in the game can take up to two inventory slots as soon as you get them, while others take one until they get upgrades applied to them.
0: Which is like, do I want this really awesome gun, but it takes two spots, and then I can't carry this extra key, and Uh ugh, the struggle is real. Also, ammo no longer stacks up to 255 as the original game. Each ammo type has a maximum stack. For example, the handgun ammo only stacks up to 60 per slot, and yeah, that was painful. And also, we have the item box as well that we had in the previous games, and you get to store the items throughout the game, and it's just fucking handy, dude. Sure is. When you don't have that much inventory. do You
1: have an item box of holding d nerds. Anyway. <laughs> uh-huh. Freaking nerd. So, again, items very similar to the previous game. Maps, cranks, mechanical parts, the card keys, and the spade, heart, and club diamond keys, which I loved. However, I didn't love that you couldn't get all of the keys as both characters. But Mm -hmm. I understand the premise and the idea of it. It just was me. I I like seeing all four of the keys together. Mm
0: -hmm. I know. That's one of my favorite parts of the game. And then they included the
1: wristband system within the lab, which made a lot of sense, actually, in Mm -hmm. the different levels that each person could get and whatever. It was really cool.
0: Yeah, I agree. Let's move on to weapons. Weapons. The guns are pretty similar to the original, you have handguns, shotguns, and machine guns. In the remake, there is no bowgun, that's the only difference. And then both Leon and Claire start the game with their respective handguns, but are both able to obtain more powerful weapons throughout the game at certain points. Each character also has specific weapons available only in their scenarios, such as the shotgun and flamethrower for Leon and the grenade launcher and the spark shot for Claire.
1: If you charged it, the spark the spark, shot, the spark <laughs> shot was actually pretty good, but not for all. It was mostly good for the adult G-virus things and Birkin himself, if you shot it right.
0: Yeah, I don't think I ever really used it much, but I like the grenade launcher. You had the mechanum and the grenade
1: launcher. What more did you need?
0: Uh, that's true. And then also guns have upgrades that you find throughout the game to make them stronger. Also, what's really cool is you can make more ammo for your handgun, shotgun, and grenade launcher with gunpowder that you find throughout the game. I love the, like, combining all different kinds to figure out what made what and just... Yeah, like, those are my favorite types of puzzles, too, where you have to combine certain things in Uh order to get an item, like a, you know, the medicine or whatever. Uh But I like being able to make your own ammo. It's Resident Evil.
1: Just combine it. Duh. <laughs>
0: yeah, duh. Uh, There's also two different types of rocket launchers. The anti-tank rocket launcher that you get in the game. And also the ATM-4 that you either get it once you beat the game or you can buy it. And it is pretty badass because it's infinite ammo. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I feel like once you get infinite stuff, you can't go back. <laughs> right.
1: I mean, the reason I do it is just because I want to see how fast I can go through it. You know, if- and the difficulty, like, what, what's the highest level of difficulty I could beat with just the rocket launcher or just the, a machine gun, you know?
0: Oh, yeah. Um. Well, my boyfriend ended up buying the rocket launcher because, you know. We, Why joined, not? We, <laughs> we wanted it now. Okay. Yeah. And that was a freaking game changer. It was so awesome. We played on hard mode to just be able to barrel down through all the zombies and Mr. X. I was like, take a knee every time. I'm like, "Um, no. Take a knee, bitch. Yeah. I loved it, especially for Mr. X.
1: Well, a couple of new things that happened in the remake were the defense weapons. One thing was boarding up the windows in different areas, which you kind of sort of did that in the original, but only in a certain area. And that was just the shutters. And then, you know. But yeah, I thought that was really cool because I always planned where to do it. I fucking hate when you go through the, you know, where the weapons room is and the um, East office, like Mm -hmm. that hall where you have to like climb down and go through whatever. I always board up the window that's by the safe room at the bottom of the stairs there because I ain't got time for that. Yeah. that window. No.
0: Like well, You're constantly going up and down that yeah. corner. So. I'm like, fuck off with that, okay? So yeah, <laughs> that's why I poured that shit up. I still have to figure out which ones are the best ones to board because first time I played it, I didn't realize that there was only a limited amount. And I was just like, all right, let's go. So every <laughs> single of the first couple windows I saw, I started boarding them up. Well, then I never went through there again. And I'm like, dude, I just wasted those mm-hmm. boards. And yeah, so... I think they did that on purpose. Oh, I'm sure they did. They got me. Teases. (laughs) Another feature in the
1: Resident Evil remake was the return of the defense items. If characters are grabbed by the enemies, then you could use the defense weapon that was in your inventory. So it took up an inventory slot, but worth it. Mm
0: -hmm. Totally.
1: And, you know, there'd be a prompt on your screen and you would press it, whatever. But yeah, those things man when I go through without the infinite weapon whatever I use those like crazy because I'm like "Uh uh-uh I ain't got time for that get off me
0: oh my gosh so when I last played the remake just a couple months ago I first started off like yeah I'm never gonna use this by the middle of the game those were my favorite things and I was making sure I got every single one because they were just so freaking amazing saved so much ammo and, yeah, I wish they were available in all the games.
1: Did um, you ever, like, okay, so my favorite thing to do was let a liquor jump on me. <laughs> and <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and um, then you shove a grenade in their mouth, and then you shoot it, and it goes, <laughs> and like, blows off their head. Love it.
0: Oh, yeah, no, I, ne- I haven't done that. The
1: first time I did it, I did not realize that that was an achievement. I was just like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah.
1: <laughs> it was so fun.
0: So the two types of defensive weapons that you have are knives and grenades. So in the remake, the knife has a new gameplay mechanic where it has a durability rate similar to the melee objects used in Resident Evil Outbreak and Resident Evil Outbreak File Number 2. So basically, you know, the more you use them, the more used up they get and eventually they break. Which makes sense because real life yeah and so it's like i like that it's a cool aspect but at the same time annoying yeah because you have to keep looking out for those weapons and yeah so you know
1: the other downside is like when you would stick a zombie with the knife
0: oh they yeah. would like
1: stay there and you're like
0: Fuck. oh there are so many times where like i would you know stab it in a zombie to get away from it and then i'd leave the room but then guess what i didn't have a knife anymore mm-hmm. so yeah that was annoying yeah but you can also get an unlimited durability knife when you buy the rocket launcher Mm -hmm. so there you go that's pretty cool
1: or i guess you can do it the hard way and go through and do the requirements of the game Uh, (laughs) but pro gamer But also there, like I had said, there are hand grenades and flash grenades. Believe me, the flash grenades are utterly useless. Yeah. Except for, okay, I will say there's a couple times it did save my life. Like it stunned them long enough for me to run by them, which, Mm -hmm. you know. But so the two different types, the hand grenade is lethal and it's shrapnel based, which explodes and causes damage to enemies within a certain radius. And the flash grenades are non-lethal. They just stun them for a short period of time letting you escape. Um, you can only carry three per type of grenade in one inventory slot. I like I like the grenades a lot. In the flash grenades, I still like, I pick them up because I want the map to be complete. I, I Like I said, I had used them in a pinch. Like one time I threw it down the hall. I did not know Mr. X was down the hall. It let me know he was there. Cause you know, the music started because he was rounding the corner. I was like,
0: oh, fuck. <laughs> Entertainment. (laughs) So we have two campaigns in both of the games. We have scenario A and scenario B, and that's for both of the characters. For example, Leon A and then Claire B. And then from then, you'd be able to play Claire A scenario and then Leon B scenario. Scenario B is considered to be the true ending, So scenario A ends with you getting on the train with the surviving characters and you leave the city. And it's assumed that obviously you guys survive and everything is hunky-dory. Ah,
1: yes. (laughs) Rainbows and butterflies.
0: And then scenario B ends with a big fight. It's a little bit more difficult. You fight a heavily mutated G and you get the rocket launcher and uh, yeah, you win the game. And then again, it ends with them also, you know, obviously you survive, but it leaves a lot still in question, like, where are you going to go from now, Mm -hmm. you know, and so in the original game, Scenario B was definitely the more difficult one because Mr. X followed you in that one. You didn't see Mr. X in Scenario A, so if you can imagine, like, you shit bricks when you play in B, and you're like, what the fuck?
1: (laughs) Seriously though, I I almost lost my shit. I was like, and then when that motherfucker plows through the wall, then, oh my god! I, I had to pause the controller and throw it down. Go, ah. <laughs> so it yeah. was crazy. But I loved watching people's reaction the first time they played it and they didn't know. I was like, mm-hmm.
0: yeah, I think you did that to me. I remember that. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's one scary motherfucker. Yeah. I just think he's terrifying. There's just something about him that's just freaking scary.
1: Speaking of Mr. X, we're going to talk about enemies in the game. So compared to the original, no new enemies were reimagined for this. However, the gameplay mechanics were heavily altered. And that meant like the zombies would grab the players and attack them more. When a character was grabbed, the camera would zoom into them. And I did not realize this. Until I went to play it again and I was like, oh shit, that does happen. <laughs> I will say the one thing that I'm pretty actually sad about and I was super disappointed was that they took out the moth, the giant spiders, the crows, whatever, and Liquor Bee. The giant spiders in the sewer, like, oh man, people who hate spiders would hate this area. And the moth thing, oh.
0: ugh. Um, yeah, moths are just moldy butterflies. They're fucking gross. Exactly!
1: (laughs) Moldy butterflies, perfect.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and then
1: I like Liquor B because, you know, it was just a liquor that was a little harder to kill. Okay, so, the classic Resident Evil monster, the zombies. The zombies were also a bit different from past games. They have more health. They get up multiple times after lying on the ground for a while. They do not spawn a pool of blood when they're dead, which, you know, that was the way you could tell. Like, okay, that bitch is dead now.
0: The other way you could tell is if you walk side to side in front of it, you could see the head turn, like, to the left or to the right, and that's the sure sign way to find out if that bitch was dead. And you uh just do the double tap. Uh Uh-oh. Yep. Uh (laughs) (laughs)
1: Uh-oh. And if they detect the player, they're able to chase the player from room to room that scared the shit out of me the first time I played this game I was like I'm safe (sighs) breathe then the door opened the fuck (laughs) yeah there are crawling zombies like in the original game but this time in the remake uh, you know the original you weren't able to stomp on their heads or anything to kill them instantly in the remake you can and that was actually very useful especially when you know you were low on ammo
0: Ooh, I can think of one of the crawling zombies. Daniel Cortini? Uh, no, no, no. Not Daniel Cortini. Elliot Edward. Yep. Officer Elliot Edward. Yep,
1: I knew who you, I knew, I knew <laughs> you
0: were
1: going to this... Yeah, in the remake where he gets... Yeah. I still don't understand why he turned around onto his back so his soft underbelly was exposed to the zombies that were ripping him apart. Never made any sense to me. Mm-mm. But, you know, you think of weird things when you're panicking. Well, guess what? Now he did. <laughs>
0: You don't got a panic anymore. You got anything to worry about anymore. Uh, No no problem.
1: Uh, But, okay, so similar to uh, Zero, more than one zombie can grab you at a time, which was real fun finding that out. It's like, wait,
0: wait, wait, hey, stop. One at a time, people, one at a time. Please, please, it's too much work otherwise. (laughs) We also have liquors In the remake, they have much more detailed design thanks to the awesome upgraded visuals. They detect the players by listening for any noises they make, and they let out a loud screech as they are about to strike their lightning fast attacks and pounces. They can be heard snarling or by the clicking of their claws click 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 as they move around. Um yeah, those fuckers.
1: (laughs) Oh my gosh.
0: Uh, yeah, I would do what you're not supposed to do, and I would just run as fast as I could. Um, And that's how you get decolapolated. Hey, you know what? I made it a bunch of times. But, (laughs) yeah, also don't do that, people.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but also don't.
0: Yeah. Um, and then there's some nasty-ass giant roaches because... Don't talk about Ada like that. (laughs) Yeah, people don't know how to clean, I guess, but... They're also present in the remake as well. Um, however, they are harmless, unlike in the original, where sometimes they would gang up on you. Uh-huh. <laughs> gang bang. What? Well, uh, uh, wow. Well. So one at a time. <laughs> There's plenty of me to go around. There's plenty of Leon to go around. People, you know he gets around. So <laughs> manhole. So
1: in the original game, we were introduced to the Ivy zombies which were just these weird little plant fuckers that... I was like, these things won't die. And then you realize, oh, you you need fire.
0: Oh, yeah. Yep. (laughs)
1: Because, you know, you just waste your bullets on them otherwise.
0: Fuckers.
1: They look a lot different in the remake. They're so annoying. Uh, Just die.
0: Die, motherfucker, die. (laughs) Die.
1: oh yeah and uh it didn't matter if you got grabbed by him because defense weapons didn't do anything to them (laughs) yeah that was fun to find out
0: oh gosh i wasted so much ammo on those i remember
1: okay and then we have the g adults and the g young they're just byproducts of failed offsprings of uh mr william
0: birkin
1: william birkin
0: (laughs) Um, old birkin stocks
1: oh god yeah and there are all over the sewers in the remake in the original they weren't like as abundant but you know they were still there um but oh my god those ones in the sewer in the a remake mm-hmm. just oh
0: well they're a lot stronger in the remake, uh-huh.
1: too <sighs> i gotta shoot that thing off his shoulder so i can shoot the eye to kill it okay
0: mm-hmm. yeah
1: <sighs> and they're always blocking where you need to go they're just so
0: inconvenient <laughs> just die already Yeah. And we also have the tyrant. So the T-103, a.k.a. Mr. X, he just wants to have a little chat with you. And he pursues you throughout the whole game. He
1: wants to talk to you about uh, your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> That's all he wants. Don't you see? That's why he's in a trench coat and a hat. He's trying
0: to look presentable. Yes. In his Sunday vest. And you're over here judging
1: him like a book. Yeah shooting rockets at him just because he's tall and muscular. <laughs> Jesus.
0: Jesus Christ. Yeah, like, take off that coat. Come in, sir. <laughs> let's, let's talk about this. Oh, okay. So he's similar in a way to Nemesis from Resident Evil 3 and to Jack Baker from Resident Evil 7 in that they cannot be killed but can be temporarily disabled with enough damage. He is very relentless and will pursue you once you encounter him. Um, and, you know, you can shake him off if you're like, you know, just kind of dodging him and you know, running as fast as you can. But it's nonstop people like he will not stop. The I mean the good thing is is that you can you're alerted when he's around because you'll hear heavy footsteps. And music. Yeah. Well you hear the music once he sees you, but um you'll hear his footsteps and then as soon as he sees you, when you hear this his little creepy ass music theme song come Ugh. up, you're fucked. You gotta run. Am I a
1: crazy person for always wanting him to be able to see me and me being able to see him so I know where he is at all times?
0: No. I don't think that's crazy. I always want to see him. I don't want him to see me, but I always want to see him. <laughs> so that doesn't work really well, obviously, unless we're in the same room. Um, uh, he's also alerted by gunshots and other loud noises. So you got to keep hush-hush while you're running around. He also transforms into his super tyrant form, but he only becomes that boss level uh, in Leon's scenario. Yeah, needless to say, he's a creepy asshole. Um, he's a stalker. He's- Totally a stalker. I like him, but I hate him at the same time. You know, I like him tall, but damn, give me space. <laughs> yeah. At least he doesn't say your name like nemesis. Well, I mean, he's you know he calls you stars, stars. but still, it's yeah. like, keep my name out your mouth.
1: <laughs> so when you go down to the sewers, you're met with a tiny little alligator. Tiny. Oh, sorry. Did I say tiny? Am a, a huge fucking ass alligator. <laughs> but in the original, you have like this whole like, just this like you go down a hall, you turn to the uh, right, you press the button. And all of a sudden, this motherfucking giant-ass alligator comes and tries to bite the shit out of you. And so you're, like, running on the hall. You're trying to figure out how to kill him. The first time, I was just shooting the shit out of him. Of course, he ate me. Then I... And then um, I uh, found that, you know, you just knock down the pillars and then you have him eat it. (laughs) And you have him eat that pillar, a gas tank thing. What's it called? Propane tank. There we go he takes the propane tank in his mouth and you shoot it and poof, his head goes off
0: uh, we also have william birkin dr levin birkin old Birkinstocks, um big boss guy and um there's different levels to him all the way until level five which is unlocked of course like we were saying when you get the true ending at the end of the second run of scenarios scenario b with both characters So he just gets more deformed as he, you know, as he goes on. You beat him the first time you see him. You think he died, but you didn't double tap. So you fucked up. You done fucked. So he mutates and he just keeps getting growing more limbs and more eyeballs as it goes and losing more of his humanity as it goes. Just, you know, becoming this monster and uh, helping on impregnating his daughter. (laughs) Hey, it's for the in the name of science. Yes, science
1: incest
0: is no no. (laughs) incest is (laughs) woodcest
1: no it was a yoke anyway uh, we're going to talk some more about differences between the original and the remake so obviously the one that's you know sticking out like a sore thumb are the graphics and the dialogue both slightly improved just
0: slightly (laughs) a little bit (laughs) I mean we, we talked about this before the graphics for the original when it came out that was pretty good mm-hmm. for this time um we both thought they were awesome i don't think it's just bias i don't think it's just nostalgia i do think it was it was time and obviously the dialogue is different um yeah. everything's more modernized i think i kind of forget that it takes place in 1998 say, modernized but still not like
1: they're not asking for like where's your cell phone or you know yeah.
0: Give me those digits, girl. Hit me up on MySpace.
1: Yeah, they're not, like, saying, oh, I need to connect to the internet to mm-hmm. whatever. Because, like, I mean, it's internet was still relatively a new thing. And, yeah, I'm sure if you were in college or if you were in, like, the workforce, then you would think about internet more. But you still weren't thinking of it as much as we do now. It's just a thing that you have.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So I think that's what I like about it because it makes it more real. Like, they don't go, oh the city lost the internet a few days ago. No, <laughs> they say they lost power or they lost, you know, like access to the outside world. They don't say, ah, oh,
0: internet. It was simpler times back then, you know, in between the zombies. Easier to hide bodies, what? Yeah, <laughs> no, really, actually, <laughs> that too. <laughs> um, uh,
1: so, you know, we already sort of touched base with this, but like we said in the original game, Mr. X only follows you in, follows you in scenario B, but this time he follows you in both and that was a huge fucking surprise.
0: Uh, yeah. Whew. Same, because, uh, so I was telling my boy who had never played the original, he never played Resident Evil 2. He didn't know anything about it. I was letting him play it so he can get a feel for it. And lo and behold, to my fucking surprise, we were playing, uh, Leon A and there he comes. Mr. X. Oh my um, excuse me. Um you're not supposed to be here. I'm gonna you manager. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um come? Yeah Yeah. Um uh, no. Oh, like, you got the wrong game, honey. <laughs> actually <laughs> You're uh one scenario early. <laughs> right. But no, that was really scary. Yeah. Okay, so
1: another thing is that was a huge change was there's no loading screens, so it was like one seamless experience, which was crazy because, you know, the loading screen for opening doors was just, like, terrifying but yet relieving at the same time because sometimes you would open a door just to get away from something.
0: (sighs) Yeah, I feel like I'm one of the people that didn't mind them so much. Like you said, it's kind of a nostalgic thing. I kind of liked it. It added more suspense. And that's what gets me a lot is like this not knowing. So, in a way, that made it good. In a way,
1: I also liked but... when the door was opening, you go,
0: because I was like, that's me right now. Right?
1: <laughs> My heart's going a little bit faster than that. It's more like, dum, 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 dum. but I did <laughs> like how sometimes when it got more intense, your heartbeat did go faster. Oh, yeah. Okay, so, you know, like. The BSAA Emblem was in 5, and the Serpent Emblem was in 6. And, like, in 7, they had the bobbleheads you could try to get. Well, in the remake, they brought that back. And you had to get the Mr. Raccoon mascot! I was like, the hell is that? And I was like, that's adorable.
0: Yeah, I like that. I thought that was super cool that they added that on there. We didn't get all of them in our first playthrough, obviously.
1: Because you weren't looking for them.
0: No. Um... But I thought that was super cool. Like one of those things we've talked about before that it just makes it feel more real. Like it was like an actual functioning city, like where we live, you know? Because
1: mm-hmm. it brought in the, that was for the local zoo, and yeah. like it's just so cool.
0: Yeah, I I think so too.
1: Oh, um, let me tell you, some of the locations for those raccoons, fucking annoying as hell. So there was one that I was like, I can hear it, I can hear it. Where the fuck is it? And it was in the save room after you were in the parking garage and you come up the stairs and you go into the save room that's up top. Well, I'm like, I, I hear it. Where the hell is it? It was behind a bag. But I was like, you motherfuckers hit these things very well this time. I hate your face.
0: <laughs> yeah, Um. I do want to play it again. And I want us to try to find most of them or all of them if we can.
1: I do recommend a walkthrough to try to figure out where they are after the first couple times I went through. I was like, I'm still missing some. I have no fucking clue where it might be, but yeah.
0: Well, and the biggest problem for me was when I was playing it, I was not stopping to smell (laughs) the roses. When Mr. X is around and I didn't have infinite ammo... I'm not waiting. I'm not looking for extra stuff. Uh-uh. Goes against how I usually play. I always want to look at every single thing. But when he was following me, I'm like, nah. You said mooses. Yeah. Cash me aside. How about that? No, thank you. Another difference that's a pretty major difference is that Irons, Chief of Police Irons, is extra fucking disgusting. Extra fucking gross.
1: He was always gross. But the way they portrayed him in this game, in the remake to the original, like, you knew he was gross in the original. Like, there was no doubt about that. But like, his diary, holy, uh, he literally says something about like, he practically came. I was like, okay, so in the original, the last page says, September 26th, I have had a change of heart about the remaining survivors inside the precinct. I decided to hunt them down myself. I shot Ed in the back through the heart less than an hour ago. I watched him writhe in pain upon the floor in the pool of his own blood. The expression on his face was positively exquisite. He died with his eyes wide open, staring up at me. It was beautiful. I wonder if the mayor's daughter is still alive. I'll let her escape so I can enjoy hunting her down later. I'm going to enjoy my new trophy. Yes. Frozen forever in a pose I choose to give her. Okay, so I'm just gonna go through like the entire like transcript of his taxidermy log. It says, white-tailed deer, male, approximately six years old, place of capture, Arclay Mountains, length six foot one, weight three hundred fifty-three pounds pleased with how it turned out, but I'm getting tired of working with these puny things. Maybe time to move on to more challenging animals. Siberian tiger, male, approximately four years old. Length, nine foot six inches. Weight, 523 pounds. I nearly came when I sliced its yellow belly open. Its warm got spilled out. I still smell of wild beast. This is the life. And then of course, this one, pig, fucking asshole, female, 22, place of capture, raccoon city, length, 5'3", weight, 110 pounds. The specimen's body is soft, sweet, and white all over, and it's mine forever. That's all I gotta say to that, like, ugh.
0: Disgusting piece of shit. I wish we would've been able to kill him.
1: Right? Either by putting a bullet to his brain, or decapitating him completely. Ooh, I wonder where I heard that from. Fuck you, Irons. Use your own words against you.
0: of him! <laughs> Another difference was that the RPD received a makeover in the remake. The overall layout was actually similar, but new rooms were added as well as the third floor was expanded. Um, however, it's still very recognizable to the original fans of the game. It was kind of similar along the veins of how the 2002 remake of Resident Evil, how they upgraded the Spencer Mansion. It was still very much the Spencer Mansion. They just, you know, updated a couple of rooms, added a couple of things, but it was still very much the same concept. A feel. Yeah. Uh, the one thing I
1: did complain about, because, you know, in the original game, when you climb the ladder in the PlayStation and you went down, Claire's Ponytail did this weird little swish flick thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I missed that. <laughs> How dare they? Yeah. Keep that one animation, please.
0: Yeah, the police station is one of my favorite places to play on Resident Evil, the second third one. But I love it. I love the music. I like the feel of the station it's my favorite it is very cool okay so both versions of the
1: game the uh, middle third of the game in RE2 uh, takes place in the sewer tunnels but in the remake the tunnels are you know just slightly expanded or a fuck ton because I
0: when I went there I was like is this ever gonna end? exactly that's how I felt I'm like this is a fucking maze and I cannot wait to get out of here It's it was very long and
1: I was very disappointed that you didn't use the chess pieces to do mm-hmm. the puzzle.
0: Oh, the Rook plugs, ambition plugs, all that stuff. Yeah. yeah, And then
1: you get to the sewer. There they are. They don't belong here. Somebody <laughs> misplaced them.:
0: <laughs> The laboratory also received a major overhaul as well. It's now referred to as the nest. The lab does have a different layout, with a few recognizable elements from the original. In the original game, you take a cable car to a certain platform and then you take a giant elevator to get below underground. In the remake, the cable car leads straight to the lab and you get some uh, cool bracelets that are instead of the key card, you use a clearance bracelet basically to get in there. The lab also somewhat resembles its appearance from Resident Evil Operation Raccoon City. I haven't played that, but it's pretty cool for the unlockables
1: in the original game there's the costume key and you had to play the game on normal or hard mode and you could not pick up any items between the beginning part and the police station and then after that you had to go through the little tunnel that was below and you had to fight brad and get the costume key off of him also you can unlock a rocket launcher, an infinite rocket launcher, if you beat the game in any difficulty for Scenario A in under 2 hours and 30 minutes with an A or B ranking, which was actually fairly easy to do because, you know, you didn't have this big giant dude in the trench coat chasing you. And then you can get a submachine gun if you beat Scenario B, any level, um, in under 3 hours and with the A, B ranking, which was a little more difficult because to me, I was saving way more often, and that brings <laughs> down your,
2: yeah. your, your, your uh, score.
1: Yeah. yeah. But then you replay it again, and you were like, oh, he comes. He <laughs> shows up at this point, so I should, you know, whatever.
0: He's a very punctual man. He's got lots of business, a lot of souls to save. So, exactly, souls with his fists. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just sending you to heaven
1: early. You're welcome. It's either (laughs) me or the zombies what you want. (laughs) I don't know what I would rather want.
0: Yeah. If
1: I was guaranteed to die in one punch, sure. Sure. Mr. X. But if he's going to have to punch me a few thousand times, but then again, that you'd be ripped apart by zombies. Which which would you rather (sighs) do? Blunt force trauma
0: or nibbles? I guess... Blunt force trauma, or just shoot a locker. See, this is why I I, I like Nemesis because he can shoot a rocket launcher right? and he dealt with it. Right. Just
1: make sure you double tap, motherfucker. You always save a bullet for yourself. Just saying. Yeah. I swear that I, that would be almost a fun option. Like, if you're trapped, that would be a fun achievement to get, like, took the easy way out or something like that, yeah. you know?
0: Yep, going to heaven, bitches. <laughs> well, actually. Uh, oh! <laughs> oh. oh. Uh, about that. About to be my banker. <laughs> <laughs> no, wait, why are we going down?
1: <laughs> um, you can also get the Gatling gun, um, which is also infinite. Um, If you beat the game in Snare B and under... Two hours and 30 minutes with the ARB ranking. So, yes, you would get both of them. I remember watching my brother try to do it, and I was just like, uh, 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 because Mr. X, I just, no, nope, mm, no, thank you.
0: Yeah, I would always need a minute. I like, I would need to run to the safe room, get a minute to collect my thoughts. I use the excuse of, well, Claire needs to get her ammo together. I need to sort this out. And the guns go here and the ammo goes here. And the knives go, like, everything needs- has its place. Oh, that is one thing that we haven't talked about was the organization of the box. All you have to do is
1: press the frickin' button and it does it for you now.
0: Oh, on the remake. Yeah, on the yes, remake. I that's was like,
1: true, I forgot about that. Do you remember that when I showed awesome. you? I was like, watch, 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 watch. Like,
0: <laughs> yes. Anyway, did that just? Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's the best. because. That was one of my biggest pet peeves.
1: Because you needed to know where things were. And if I didn't organize it a certain way, I would forget.
0: Yeah, like, ammo had to be together. Guns had to be together. Items had to be together. Like, you know, healing stuff together. And I always liked a little space in between each, like, section. Uh So I knew. Uh (laughs) Like, it's just like a puzzle that I got to solve. It was cool. One thing to note is that in the remake, playing Claire A first and then, you know, Leon B scenario is considered to be canon, but still the characters will experience the same events in both scenarios, such as Leon being sage- saged. <laughs> Just a giant alligator
2: saving <laughs> Leon
0: Yes. Um, that would be great. Begone thought. Um such as Leon being chased by the giant alligator in the sewers and Claire searching the orphanage for Sherry. Another point to make in the original, there was no orphanage part. It was added just for the remake, and that whole part of it was really nerve-wracking to me.
1: Mm hmm I hated it so much just because, like, reading all the diaries of the kids and knowing that, yes, they were being experimented on, and I was just like...
0: (sighs) Yeah. And, yeah, I just felt so fucking helpless, just like they did in that, that whole section of the game. Irons creepy as disgusting pedo as irons after you the whole time. Uh
1: yeah. Um, excuse you, he made sure everybody he attacked before the zombie apocalypse was eighteen or older, thank you. Not a pedo.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You're right. They're like all. Yeah. Um, There's a free update for the game called The Ghost Survivors, which depicts several what-if scenarios featuring some of the characters from the main game who were either killed or had unknown fates, such as Catherine Warren and Kendo, to name a few. One of the features from the deluxe edition of the remake was the collector's edition and the premium edition of the games, and there's a soundtrack swap option where the game can be played with the original game's soundtrack, including special effects such as the inventory screen opening noise from the original. Oh, I love that so yeah. much. Love that so freaking much. Um, That's not to say that the new sound effects and soundtrack were good. Were not good, I mean. But yeah, the, the, the old stuff is just awesome. All right, so it's time for one of our favorite segments. This is Give em the D with D. Where
1: to start with this bitch?
0: I don't know if you guys
1: caught on, but I'm not a fan of Ada Wong. I know it's it's shocking to everybody who knows me. It's shocking to, you know, our listeners, but I cannot fucking stand Ada Wong. And this is the only time I will say it on record. Well, probably not the only time, but one of the only times I'll say it on record. My strong hatred for her makes her a good character they did it right. (sighs) This bitch just uses men like fucking crazy. And guys are like, oh yeah, yes, mistress. Okay. Yes, no problem. But like, okay, this bitch. (sighs) Okay. So in the original game, Ada comes to Reckland City to quote unquote, look for her boyfriend, right? And then you're like, she's always in the wrong, uh, right place at the wrong time. And like, all of a sudden you realize she's flirting with somebody, even though she's supposed to be looking for her boyfriend. And poor Leon sees this beautiful woman who is kind of flirting with him to get what she wants, but he doesn't see it as that. No, of course he was thinking with his other head. It was like, stop, stop, you're being stupid. What are you doing? <sighs> then we did you know more research about the game. And then we're like, oh yeah, Leon had just broken up with his girlfriend. He was just looking for a new rebound, bitch. All right? That's all she was going to be to him. And then she just strung it along. (sighs) One of the quotes from Annette Birkin, she said, No, the truth is I discovered this when I did a background check on her. She specifically got close to John and became his girlfriend to get information about Umbrella. They completely took that whole storyline out of the remake to make Ada more likable for other people. <sighs> oh, that pissed me off so bad! And then, and then, and then they made them kiss in the fucking train—not the train, the um, cable car. I, uh, I could have flipped a house. All right, I could have flipped the fucking house I was in when I was playing that game because I was like, "No, you guys met each other two seconds ago." But hello, I ship Claire and Leon. Shut up. That's different. They were soulmates. Um... (laughs) But no, Ada, she's conniving, she's brutal, she's ruthless, she's very smart, obviously, and she uses her beauty to her advantage, which, you know, if you got it, flaunt it. not judging her for that. I am judging her for wearing a red dress- a silk red dress and high heels to go fight zombies. Total judgment there. Total judgment. Because that's not sensible. The only person who can dress unsensibly is Jill. And she doesn't. We'll talk about that later. Anyway, (sighs) she's a cunt, okay? And not like, oh, a lovable cunt. Well, I mean, to some people, I guess, but not to me, not to the smart people, not to people who actually see her true colors and the ugliness underneath. Fuck you, Ada. That is all for now, until we get to four. And then Unlike Leon, I gave her the D.
0: Boom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, she had it coming. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I do like that point that you made, was that because she's that bad of a person, like, her character's that bad of a person, it does make me hate her, and that in turn means they made a good character.
1: Kind of um, like Wesker, he's such a bad guy that you're like... Oh, I fucking hate him, but I love him.
0: For yeah. me, it's nemesis. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, to me, it's just the fact that she lied. Like, yeah. she was just lying to Leon the whole time.
1: The whole fuck. And, well, yeah. Don't lie to my sweet baby boy that I might want to do stuff.
0: Anyway. <laughs> if anyone's going to prefer him, it's going to be me.
1: <laughs> or you, because I think Leon was more your boy. <laughs>
0: All right, so let's go over some of our favorite quotes because, as we've said before, Resident Evil is super quotable and definitely we get a lot from Resident Evil 2 and the remake.
1: Most of our quotes, though, are from the original. So, there's the classic,
0: That maniac's gonna ram us! (laughs) Yeah, from Skennedy. Always on high alert. Mm
1: -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Claire! Claire! wait! Wait! Man, why doesn't anyone ever listen to me? Cause you're Leon. Yeah, right. And you're always thinking with your other head. <laughs> Just saying. He was
1: hungover, it's fine. <laughs> um, and the last Leon Skinity quote is Hey, it's up to us to take on Umbrella.
0: My hero. <laughs> Leon and then Claire, she has a couple of good quotes too. Yeah, she does. Um, especially like when they first meet at the gas station which we were glad that they kept this on the remake as well that was awesome I I was so pumped (laughs) wait don't shoot get down
1: pew pew yeah and he said pew pew that's why the zombie didn't die because he forgot to
0: shoot (laughs) that's why
1: yeah
0: you had to use your real gun Leon oh
1: shit I forgot this is in training (laughs) when she sees G
0: what the hell is that um, yeah, what the hell is that with all those fucking eyeballs? I'm open. Um, now when we get to Kendo, creepy Kendo, as he's known in the original game, he talks to you differently depending on if you're Claire or if you're Leon. So if you're Leon, he meets you like this. Freeze! Who are you? What are you doing here? Don't shoot! I'm a human! <sighs> Sorry about that.
1: I thought you were one of them.
0: What's going on in this town? Hold
1: on, locks the door. I don't have a clue. By the time I noticed something was wrong, the entire city was infested with the zombies. But you're safe inside here. I'm keeping a close eye on things.
0: That's still a little creepy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's just like, oh my gosh. He even like changes the tone of his voice too. It's just
0: and the mannerisms too. Uh huh. Like, he's almost like right up on Claire and just kind of caressing her silhouette. Mm. <laughs> just really keeping a close eye on things.
1: Mm. Except uh. for
0: <laughs> Hey, you and Kendall are the last people on Earth. What do you do? I can masturbate. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, civilization
1: ends with us, <laughs> and it ends here. <laughs> Because what else are you going to do? Uh, incest. That's all. That's the only answer. <laughs> I don't want my child to be, but my grandchild to have an arm sticking out of their forehead. No, I'm kidding. I would love them regardless. Um. And then as Claire, it starts off the same. Freeze. Who are you? What are you doing here?
0: Don't shoot. I'm a human. Oh,
1: sorry about that, babe. I thought you were one of them.
0: What's going on in this town?
1: Hold on. Lops Store. I don't have a clue, darling. By the time I noticed something was wrong, the entire city was infested with zombies. But don't you worry, pretty little head, darling. You're safe in here with me.
0: <laughs> just out of mouth. want to, like, <laughs> Right.
1: <laughs> you just want to kind of, like... Throw up in your mouth, and when you do, you're like,
0: "Oh!" <laughs> but then he's gonna shoot you because he thinks you're a zombie. <laughs> <laughs>
1: shoot, shoot me, please. Thank you.
0: Yeah. Um. So yeah, he's a little, you know, a little overprotective of Claire. Creep to the
1: E Creep, creep,
0: creep, creep, creep. creep. Creepy candle. Creepy candle. Creepy candle. <laughs> <laughs> do the creepy candle
1: dance. <laughs> Yeah. And then Marvin K. Mooney's quote from the original. You must be the new guy, Leon. Sorry, but it looks like your party's been cancelled. Two months ago, there was this incident involving zombies in a mansion located on the outskirts of this city. Chris... And the other stars' members discovered that Umbrella was behind everything. They risked their lives to reveal the truth, but no one believed them. Not long after that, all this started to happen.
0: It's so dramatic. And I just like, dep- I remember, like, I didn't feel as bad for him. I definitely felt, felt more bad for him in the remake because it, right. it was more human, it was more of him, you know? But. I remember I feel bad, but then also I'm like, okay, spit it out. What's going on? Today, Junior, come on. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) I know you're in severe pain, but come on. Whose problem is that, bitch? (laughs) Um, Sherry does have a couple quotes. Um, but there's something
1: out there. I don't know what it is, but I saw it much larger than any of those zombies, and it's coming after me. Cause I'm popular. (laughs) just girly things (laughs) (laughs) hashtag just girly things okay it's not that clear it's my daddy he's over there I heard him call my name daddy must have been attacked by those monsters I have to help him
0: I'm like this girl alright go go ahead and let him kill you
1: I I was like don't let the door hit you on the way out but you have to keep saving her
0: go ahead and let him fuck your shit up
1: right this one when it happened the first time i played it i think i literally threw my controller down because i was so done with her at this point that's the only reason it's a quote from sherry for me was claire i can't reach the ventilation hole anymore but don't worry i found another way i can take care of myself fuck you (laughs) all right fuck you little girl you're, you're
0: like so. You're telling me you could have been doing this the whole fucking time. Yeah. Ah, oh, I love how you say that, Claire. That's how she says it. <laughs> Sherry Burkett. Sherry Burkett.
1: Sherry Burkett. Obviously, we fell in love with Sherry eventually, but <laughs> god damn,
0: yeah. But that's another fucking reason why the remake is so amazing. Mm -hmm. Like, you see more of Marvin, you see more of Sherry. Like, you just get this other, more of their personality out, and it's just so good.
1: From the remake.
0: All right, so Claire starts off with, do you need help? Here, take my hand. You, you, you need help. I would have
1: been like, the fuck? <laughs> right. I would not. I would have just w- tried to snaggle my way in there with her like, oh, it's the like big room, bitch.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Move, bitch. <laughs> and then this one, I just really thought she was adorable when she said this. So, are you guys like boyfriend or girlfriend? Like, oh, yes girl, get it. Because and well, obviously, Sherry bonded with them, too. But Leon and Claire have bonded over this experience. Mm-hmm. Um, they should really, you know, get together over coffee, talk about it. <coughs> yes. You know, a couple times a week.
1: Talk, you know. wink. wink. <laughs> yes, I love talking, too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... Why don't we talk about some of our favorite characters?
0: Uh, yeah. In the original game, I loved Claire and Leon. thought they were amazing characters. And in the remake I also, <laughs> surprised, I also love Claire and Leon but I just love them both in so many different ways. Like they did such a good job. Mm-hmm. Just bringing out more of their personality and it was like reinventing them but at the same time not. It was like it was still Claire and Leon. It was just on another level. Mm-hmm. You know?
1: They ascended.
0: Yeah, and I really, <laughs> and I really, really got to like Sherry more. Oh, I think you felt yeah. the same way about that. I'm like, oh, I actually really like her, and I actually feel bad for her, and I actually want to protect her in this game. Right? But yeah, we were just thinking about the other day, we were Sherry's age uh-huh. when it came out. I'm like, holy fuck. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. And we played it, because, you know, that was smart. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? What are some of your favorite characters?
1: Obviously Claire and Leon. But even
0: in the original game, I still love Marvin K Mooney.
1: He's yeah. been called Marvin K Mooney like for years now with me, but that's because, you know, a lot of the Doctor Seuss book, Marvin K Mooney, Will You Please Go Now? And so I <laughs> I you know, you just don't see any other Marvin's really in any yeah. video game. So and then his hand movements <laughs> and then in the remake how like like you said they just made him more personable and more human and it was just nice to see
0: i really wanted to be able to save him me too was so bad so bad that's the
1: shit thing about resident evil games i will say ain't nobody gonna survive but the main characters yeah
0: don't even yeah don't fall in love with any of the characters because
1: unless they're playable usually that means they live that's why Pierce is alive. Anyway. Uh, exactly. Oh, my God. See? Conspiracy theory. So my conspiracy theory back before, like, I knew all the stuff about Umbrella and all that stuff. My conspiracy theory was that the way they had him in there at the same time was that Leon and Claire weren't in, like, the real Raccoon City. Like, it was a, kind of like a stage area to see how, like... The people would act within that kind of situation, but then I realized that that was completely wrong. And you know, that's that's the theory I had when I was that young, playing the game. But then I came up with another theory of for Leon this time. My theory was that he was an undercover agent, mm-hmm. and that he knew about everything the whole time. He always seemed to know more about what was going on than than he should have, being a rookie cop.
0: Okay, I can see that. I've heard that before, that everyone's like, well, if this is first day, how does he know this? How does he know that? And I get it. I always thought, whether this is confirmed or not, because I don't think it's confirmed, but I just always assumed that he had gone there for, like, an interview, obviously. Like, he went there, they hired him, gave him this uniform that day, gave him a tour of the office, of the station, and met a lot of the people. Not everyone, but, you know, that's what I thought, but i don't think that's necessarily true although
1: it makes sense though. yeah um but i did like how in the remake you didn't get the uniform right away
0: yes i agree so Me too. You know, i like that
1: but i do like your theory of going there getting interviewed getting uh uniform because you know i don't think they're gonna have a police officer come in with absolutely nothing Mm-hmm. When they're hired, they they might give them like a T shirt at least. <laughs> like, right. here's your booby prize for being a police officer. You get a free T shirt. <laughs> Did you say your
0: booby prize?
1: Yeah, your booby <laughs> prize. Yeah.
0: i never, never heard, I've heard that. I all these new things for you. I'm like, I thought it was like tickets to like the entry fee to the strip club down the uh-huh. block. <laughs> uh, least favorite character. Um, at least her character is easy, because I think for both of us, it's Ada. Yeah, thousand percent. Um, and I don't really like Birkin and Annette for the sole reason of how they neglected Sherry and they put their job above Sherry. That sucks, but it makes sense. There's people like that that are that way. Which to me...
1: It's fine if you guys want to do, like, put your job above your, not above your child, but put your job at almost the forefront of your life. However, when you choose to have a child and keep it, you should have the wherewithal of actually trying to raise your child and show them love and support and not just give them the bare minimum of what they need.
0: I should have given her another kid to play with. <laughs> Duh. That's how you fix a marriage. You add more kids into it. Yeah, the you just keep going. That's totally healthy. Yep. <laughs> so, <clears throat> what about some of your favorite moments in the game?
1: Hmm. Obviously, the very beginning part mm-hmm. with the truckers. Guys a maniac. me. pardon me. Yeah. That part. Um. Okay, so if I'm going for just gameplay in the original game, I would say everything in the police station but I also really did like the lab area just cause it was so different and like you could tell that this, the sterileness of it compared to the police station was just crazy how about you what's your favorite moment
0: yep same thing in the beginning I like how they meet and like all that stuff that happens before they split up and those moments of the game where I'm in the police station are my favorite and that's what I always recall is that scene when you would go in first and you hear that song and it like it does like a little cinematographic zoom of the you know, like a little aerial shot of the station, and you just hear the song Doom 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 Dun, 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 dun.
1: Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Um, least favorite part. I think the sewers, they're not my favorite, and also obviously I think you're gonna agree with me on this, is having to play with Ada. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many times I died. Oops! Uh. Oops! And then in, in the remake, there was this whole section where she didn't have any weapons. Uh-huh. And that was really fun. Oh, another part I didn't like was the orphanage in the oh. remake. Mm mm. I don't like that. I mean, I understand why they added it, but I
1: also didn't like the fact that they added it because it was perfect the way it was. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I think it added a cool element of uh, you just get to see how more fucked up like just just how severely fucked up Umbrella is. Yes. More layers. They're they're like an onion. There's so many layers. Onion of of evil. Yeah. Onion of evil. (laughs) Yeah. There's so many layers to that and uh, so I kind of like that. I think they did a good job with it. So let's give it a final rating. Um, We'll do the tiers from S to F. S being superior, F being total bombs. I think we already know what my rating is for this. Eh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
1: I couldn't even joke about it. Come on. Yeah. How about you?
0: Definitely S. It's definitely a, a really good game. One of my favorites.
1: Both the remake and the original for me.
0: I agree too. The
1: um, original yeah. for pure nostalgia reasons. Like... I honestly still think I would like the game now if I played it as is. I would have been a little like, oh,
0: there's controls but like These graphics. Yeah. yeah. A lot of the I think a lot of the issue with that is these people with their tainted taste in graphics. I mean they can't get over the polygons and the how it's pixelated and stuff. I understand that, but I come from a I guess a more seasoned veteran gamer, uh, you know. Uh, I'm just like, it's fine. A gamer of
1: 20 plus years.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I'm like, it's fine. Get over it. (laughs) But I understand it.
1: I mean, more than 20 years, but that's why you said plus, right? Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 20
0: plus years. Um, Yeah, it's just such a solid game. And especially the remake. It's just so good. Mm -hmm. It's awesome. Like we said, there's a couple complaints here and there. But for the most part, it delivers. It's solid. And it's what a remake should be. I agree. I agree. I agree. Oh, my gosh. That was freaking amazeballs. It really was super exciting. Um, So we have a couple of questions for you. What was your favorite part of Resident Evil 2? And uh, do you like the original or the remake better?
2: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> there are right and wrong answers, people. So just saying. <clears throat> the answer is both okay exactly (laughs) just kidding you can't pick a favorite child (laughs) but yeah that was really freaking fun and we're really excited for our next episode which is
1: the marvel cinematic universe phase
0: one boom (laughs) yeah that's gonna be really fun too Make sure to follow us on social media. All the links are going to be on the show notes. Remember, we have Twitter and Instagram. Everything is at Allied Rebels or at The Allied Rebels. Our email address is also down there below. So get in touch, guys. Um, we also
1: have a Discord where you can join and we can talk about stuff. You guys can give us suggestions, possibly about episodes. And you know how we did a haunted episode? Maybe you want to send us your spooky stuff eventually.
0: Yeah. So. All right, Patna, what do you say we get out of here? This sounds good.
1: Toodaloo, fellow, fellow rebels. rebels
0: i love how you say that claire (laughs) that's how she says it (laughs) <laughs> Sherry, Birkin, yeah, Sherry, Sherry Birkin, Birkin, Sherry Birkin, Sherry Birkin.